I, I now, if oh go ahead Marty it doesn't matter what I was going to say go ahead <laughs> This is the Baymont Podcast with Marty Solomon. I'm his co-host, Brent Billings. Today, we are all together for the very first time, and maybe the last, depending on how this goes, to discuss what is happening with Baymont and what we hope for the future. This is it. Like This is the first time, Brent, we've had... I'm looking at a Zoom call. Nobody else can appreciate this, but the first time we've ever had all six of us in the same space happens to be digital, but Brent, Marty, L. Brian, Reed, Josh, all six of us on the same space. Brian making his debut journey on the podcast Ooh, and probably not is. super happy about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian, yeah. How do you feel about being here? I am willing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this isn't my cup of tea. I'm the behind the scenes guy. So I'd like to stay behind the scenes as much as possible. Yeah, we'll put you in officially as a guest because you yes. don't plan to be back, I think, is what the idea is. <laughs> I will be back when required. <laughs> yeah, there you go. As a guest. Not as a host. He wants to draw those lines darkly. We got we got uh, L crowd favorite hey. how is how's 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 the baby and l doing baby and l are good 19 days left as of recording so you know getting close <laughs> by the time they hear this we'll have a totally beautiful better story to be telling that's right yep reed how are how are you yes how are you reed hello i'm fine how are you, Marty? I'm doing very good, Reed. Thank you for asking. Yes, I'm very excited. You're, I don't know how many listeners, if they've heard anything about that. You're traveling to Kirksville. I knew that went out in the, the messenger, but I'm very excited for you to come here in like a month. I get excited every time I head to Kirksville, Missouri. <laughs> every time. Just, just, just hearing the name Kirksville. Who, just who among sets us, my heart aflutter. Who among us doesn't get excited? Who among us? Josh Basse is with us. Tell the people hello, mm -hmm. Josh. Hello. First time on the podcast since uh, since your transplant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I lived. Yeah. I'm here. Right. <laughs> I'm regaining full strength. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about all the things, but you've heard all the voices. We're on the same. Like, really, when you think about it, it's kind of interesting. Like, we've never all been on the same call together. This is the first time we've. I'll pull this off. So I'm relatively excited. I'm also like more nervous about this episode than I ever have been because who knows what could happen? Who knows? Will the universe explode? Implode? We shall see. It will. Brent, it it's will a good time plow. before. Plosive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. It's going it to be out. a plosive Take episode. Marty, Marty got some feedback on his mic technique uh, from a, a professional audio engineer. And uh, so we have we've made some adjustments. So for those of you who are out there listening, you may you may notice a slight difference in Marty's um, Marty's plosive my situation. Peas, my plosives, plosives, softer <laughs> plosives. He's got such got powerful it. lips. Yes, I do. I do. I'm uncomfortable, and I'm leaving the call. Now. Do, would you say that the Would you say that the beard is kind of a natural plosive filter? No, it doesn't go that way. But he no, could. He could, he could wrap, wrap it, it up. And yeah. yeah, come on, Marty. You're seeing why this will be probably the last time we do this. Uh, up to the point that we started recording, the tentative 
uh, title for this episode was the state of Bama, which I hate the state of like, everybody feels like they need a state of something. It's like that, that is the thing. It's kind of foreboding. Yeah. I, d- I don't, I don't love it. So right before we started, L suggested the title Tohu Vavohu. And I think, uh, I think we've already demonstrated how that is going to be the title. So if that's not the title, when, when you're listening to this, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> to be clear, I didn't pronounce it with, with a Midwestern accent, but, uh, I'll take credit for the joke. <laughs> I am from Kansas. I Ouch. make no apologies for whatever non-accent I may have. Speaking of no apologies, uh, we ask people whenever they find Bema. We recommend that they always go back to the beginning. And sometimes, I mean, we're in session six now. It's been like a long time. We forget to remind people that, but some people just found out about our podcast, picked it up, stopped listening in the start, started listening in the middle of John verse by verse. And uh, it'd probably be a good time to be like, hey, put it in your words, Brent. You you love to recommend that people go back and start at the beginning. Where should How should people engage this stuff? Yeah. And look, I get it. People find the podcast in all sorts of ways. Some people... Some people find it and they do start at the beginning, but then they're like, well, my church started talking about Revelation. So I jumped ahead to Revelation. It's like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do? Like, we're not, we we can't make you do anything, but we have designed at least sessions one through five to be listened in order. We're going to talk about stuff in session three that is building on conversations we had in session two. So if you skip the prophets as I like, I totally would have been like, oh, I don't care about the prophets. Those are boring. Those are uninteresting. There's nothing there. I don't know why God thought that this should be a part of his word. Like, who cares? Jesus is here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, Jesus is great. Absolutely. Uh, but Jesus is using the prophets all the time in his work. So I do think that it's easy to get stuck in different parts of the podcast. And so starting from the beginning and going through basically as fast as you can at least through session five, that gives you the context. And then you can decide like, oh, this was interesting. I want to go back here, spend more time here, but at least getting through it so that you have the full big picture of God's narrative. Like that is the whole point uh, of Bema is like, it is one story. It's, It's not these different portions of what God is doing in the world with different people. Like it is one big story. So getting through the whole session one through five core teaching and having that big picture in your mind, like that is really important. So I I love session one. There's so much good stuff in session one. Um, I I think a lot of us are really, really drawn to session one and um, those stories and what we can learn from that. um, A lot of us on this, on this uh, episode, but if we get stuck there, then we're missing out on so much more. So yeah, like go back. Like Josh, how much time do you spend in Torah versus other parts of the scripture? Like it is, <laughs> it is a big deal to you. Like what is going on there? Mm-hmm. But you're doing that having gone through the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's crucial. Excellent. Uh, great reminder for all of us. So we talked about like going back. What about going forward? What do we have coming up on the calendar? Brent's got a fancy spreadsheet that tells us where we're headed. We just wrapped up. If you've been following with us, we just got done with a basically a year-long journey. We started at the turn of the new year, 2022. We've had some interviews sprinkled in throughout that journey. But really, we've spent this calendar year doing a verse-by-verse uh, walkthrough of the Gospel of John. And you've heard all these teaching voices jump in along the way there. So that's just wrapped up. 
Brent, what do we have in front of us? We have uh, we have a couple discussions surrounding Christmas because it's December, so why not? Yeah. Yes, uh, my wife is going to be joining us on the podcast. She has a few thoughts that I relayed to Marty, and Marty's like, "Well, she should just use her own voice and get those on the podcast." So she's going to join us for a couple of episodes that we are all recording in person, Marty and Maggie and I. And then, um, then we're going to have a few mini series from each of our illustrious co-hosts. This actually may be breaking news right now. I don't know, uh, what Josh and L are going to be talking about. Reed is going to do five episodes on parables, uh, which should be incredible. And then, and then Josh and L have their own little mini series that they're doing as well. So I don't know if you guys want to share your topics. We got well. We got it slated in the interview. I'm going to ask them all about. Okay, these okay. Series we'll get got. to that. So I hope they got answers. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, so so that's coming. Excellent. And then and then we have some other goodies that we may even be talking about after that. We still got some interviews. We got some really interesting different interviews slated for the next two or three months. So the usual, the usual and the unusual. That's what we have coming on the calendar. Um, let's swing over to Brian. Brian, you're the you're the guy that only wants to be here when required. <laughs> Let's let's talk about required conversation. Who the heck are you, and uh, what do you do with Bema? Tell us about this. What's your job? What is my job? Well, I am the new strategy coordinator at Impact Bema. Um, give a little background: how I got connected, how I know Marty, how I know these guys. Uh, long time ago, back in 1999, I transferred to Truman State University, and go dogs. Yes, sir. Um, had no idea what I was doing there. Never really a church person or any kind of background like that. And I stumbled my way into a campus ministry, um, some really great people, and it completely changed my life. Uh, three years of campus ministry at Truman State. Uh, look back, and the, the farther I get from that experience, the more I realize how special it was, uh, how amazing it was, how it shaped who I am, my faith, my everything. Uh, met my wife at Truman. Um, we got married and we moved to Southwest Florida, lived there seven years, did a smattering of uh, ministry, some different stuff. But I'd like to highlight, I did three years of campus ministry there, um, which was excellent at Florida Gulf Coast University. And then I moved back to Kirksville, Missouri. Do you guys feel excited right now, having heard the name <laughs> Kirksville? My heart is all a flutter. Oh, yeah. So did 10 years on staff with CCF, Campus Christian Fellowship, Truman State University, worked with Reed Dent for 10 years. Thoughts and prayers. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So 10, I I think 10 great years. I'll let Reed uh, discuss that later. Um, And at a campus ministry conference, I can't remember which one. I think I know which one. Um, Reed and I were actually in the room together and we ran into a guy named Marty Solomon uh, Marty was presenting on something. We were pretty blown away, and we be- <laughs> sounds like it friends. really impacted you. You remember it yeah. so well. <laughs> uh, Impact. My memory isn't so good. My memory isn't so good. I remember sitting on the floor. I remember exactly where where I was in the room, sitting on the floor because it was not to give Marty a big head, but the room was packed. I was in the cheap seats on the floor. And we became friends after that. Um, fast forward, um, did 10 years CCF. I did some other small business stuff and ministry stuff. And then started in January with Impact as the strategy coordinator. Marty, you want me to tell what I do, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm still learning what I do. Um, but one of the big pieces is looking at all the pieces that uh, exist at Impact, that exist at Bama. How do those pieces fit together? Uh, which ones do we need to give more attention to? Which ones are from and actually the wrong puzzle? Which ones have fallen on the floor? Um, so I'm doing that. And I feel like it's been what, nine, nine-ish months. I still have probably more questions than answers, but kind of in Bama style, hopefully asking better questions, uh, better questions with the Bama team, the impact staff, uh, get to talk to some of our listeners, discussion group leaders, um, what they're thinking, what they, what questions they have. And, um, yeah, so that's my job. And then, you know, just trying to help, uh, the team decide what we should be doing just because we could do something doesn't mean we should. And I, at least in the back of my brain, I'm always thinking, you know, everyone here is really busy, has plenty on their plate. So, um, a thing in my brain is the quantity of our yeses does affect the quality of our yeses. So I'm constantly thinking if we say yes to something, is that going to diminish the quality of something else? Cause we want to do things well. Um, and I know these guys want to do that things really well. So that's what I'm helping Marty and Brent and the whole crew try to do. Yeah. Brian's really, uh, helped me out a bunch with my day-to-day work before Brian was around. I was doing all of that kind of in the midst of everything else that I did, which is not, was not healthy necessarily. It just wasn't the best way to be trying to keep asking those kinds of questions. I'm, I'm too distracted. I'm too busy. It's too easy for me to just overlook critical moments. So knowing that Brian is around has given me a lot of peace of mind. It's better because it's coming from different perspectives and uh, he's seen things that I would typically ignore and it's just super good to have Brian around. So that's, that's great. So in light of that, Brian, what is the, what's like the next thing, this upcoming season, what is the thing that you're kind of working on relative to Bama? What just curious about what is the thing that you're, you're thinking about that has your, your thoughtful attention? Um, I think one of the things I'm, I mean, really most excited about, maybe I'm going out of order. What, future things we're supposed to talk about during this podcast, but I'm really excited about our retreat, the co-host retreat we have in oh, April. Um, I am just super excited for what will happen when we put all the people on this call, possibly some uh, spouses, and just see what um, good things come from that. I think the, there's power in team. There's power from you know colliding thoughts and ideas, and I don't feel like I have a lot to contribute on like content of Bama, but just to be able to step back and listen to you guys talk shop, I'm really excited for that. Um, that's the kind of stuff that gets me in, up in the morning. And if I can even just help logistically pull that off with you, Marty, and the team, then that's one big thing. Um, and then other things that are probably a little more boring, but exciting to me are just some projects behind the scenes with the executive team and impact as a whole. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it's that time of year. It's December, right? It's the beginning of December. That means we're in the middle of year-end giving. What is it? Some 80, 82% of all nonprofit giving happens in the last two months of the calendar year or something ridiculous like that. But it's that time of year. And I thought maybe Brent, Brian, maybe you guys would want to give a word to just a, a word about how much our supporters have been helpful and what they mean to us and particularly to you guys and what their support's able to do, if you guys want to speak to that. When we initially got our numbers of how many people were listening, um, Marty kind of flipped out and said that I should be doing this as a job. And so he immediately 
made that pitch to all of you listeners and um, people responded uh, very quickly and very generously. And um, like it quickly became apparent, even though not all of it was there, it was like, okay, well, if people are responding like this um, already, like we're going to be fine. So I made the plunge uh, within a few months. I think it was like three months later that I was able to make the transition to um, doing this as my job, um, which is incredible. And that support continued to come in uh, as we suspected it would. And then it has continued to come in beyond that. And um, we are excited to have Brian on the team as a result of that generosity. And for those of you who have given, um, one of Brian's big jobs um, right from the beginning was just helping us appreciate all of you uh, who have supported our ministry and our work. And uh, so many of you have probably already heard from Brian. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that as well. And he's just making our ministry so much more efficient and effective and helping us catch things that we've missed before. Um, helping us pick some pieces off the floor that we have dropped because we've just been consumed with other things. Um, so I, I cannot, like, I love working with Brian so much. He's, I didn't tell him I was going to say this, but like Brian, Brian has made our ministry so much better and so much healthier. And that is all a result of the generosity of you listeners who have said, you know what, I've got a little bit of extra money. I can, I can contribute to this work. It's, it's made a huge difference in my life. And that was me. Like Bama made a huge difference in my life. And so I didn't have the money to, to dedicate at that point, but I did have time to volunteer and help produce the podcast. And then, uh, that has turned around and, and become my job. And so, um, yeah, as, as you, you know, Brian already mentioned, we have a retreat coming up. Uh, what people are giving now as, as your generosity continues, will give us, uh, the information that we need to say, okay, well, what are we, uh, what are we planning for the future? And, and what do we have the capacity to do? We're not interested in monetizing the podcast. We're not interested in advertisements. We want this to be freely available to everyone. We want it to be a dedicated space where you can, uh, listen to teaching and listen to perspectives without, being interrupted by something like we're going to recommend resources. We're going to, I mean, sometimes it may feel like a little bit more of a sales pitch than others. Like we're not, we're not bringing on authors to talk about their books, to help them sell more books. We're bringing people on because we think they're a good resource. We think they're um, a unique perspective that is valuable to look at. Like we're just not like people don't pay to come on our podcast or anything like that. There's the, the the whole idea is just we want we want it to be we want God's word to be freely accessible to people. So while we could do advertising and that would be a whole different thing, and we could maybe do more than what we're doing now, like that's just not that's just not where we're at. That's never been where we're at. Uh, that's not why we're doing it. So um, yeah, how you respond, we will take whatever that is. And we will say, okay, this is what God has given us in this season. And what do we do with it? So I'm, I'm just so thankful for everyone who has, um, so graciously supported us and believed in what we're doing and, and, and most of all shared it with people like so many, so many, I, I don't think I've ever talked to a listener who said, oh yeah, I just, I was looking for something. I just found it. Everybody's story, as far as I know, 
is like, oh yeah, my friend told me about this. My mom told me about this. My son told me about this. Uh, it, it's, it's just when, when it, and that was me, it affected me. And so I wanted to share with other people and that's why I'm here. And I think that's why we're all here. So, uh, Brian, why don't you, um, you know, you have a fresher perspective on, on what our, uh, what our supporters are doing. So like, kind of give me a, give me a flavor for what it's like to be a, a Bama supporter. I, I think one thing I w- wanted to say that, and I'm going to say it before I forget is that often on the podcast and in the, the Q and A's that Marty does and some other, uh, other spots, you hear Marty Brent say the same sort of thank you. And I've even thought before, I'm like, Oh, Marty said this almost verbatim the last time. And he'll acknowledge that. But what he says is true. The, it is because of the generosity of so many people giving small gifts and big gifts, but especially the quantity of people giving these small gifts that is making all this possible. And we're just, we are super grateful for that. Um, you, you know, you can, I can be one of those guys that gets stuck in the numbers and love spreadsheets and have been looking at some spreadsheets and we have a budget we operate on and all those different things. But then you just see this sheer list of names page after page after page from all over the country. We have donors um, in, as of today, I think in nine other countries as well, um, almost 1,400 donors. And 73% of our donors have given $500 or less in the entirety of their, if you sum up all their gifts. So that just shows we have those little gifts mean a lot to us. They're not small. Um, they may be a few dollars or, or bigger, but it, it is changing the ministry. It means that we can actually do the retreat and even think about a future. Um, I, I, I'm personally, how can I not be thankful? I work here and I love it. Um, if those gifts didn't exist, I wouldn't be here. So I can just say, thank you. Um, and I could tell you more specific numbers, Brent, but I don't know if we need to go down that rabbit trail. (laughs) Well, it does. It, it does mean a ton. And I love what Brian just said. There is so, over 70% of you are, are this, are these small little gifts and man, what a big difference that makes There's just so many of you, uh, don't feel insignificant at all. Uh, we, we don't, we don't see it as insignificant when you look through those pages of names. So thank you. And then there's those of you that just drop these gifts that I think we all pause <laughs> and we just kind of like sit and go, wow. Um, cause they're just very generous and those obviously mean a ton to us as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, this should be even mentioned, but I'll mention it. I, I haven't even told Marty or Brent about this, but I got a, oh, I don't even know. I got a message oh, a week or two ago, someone having to stop a relatively small reoccurring gift because of medical debt. And I kind of marked it in my inbox, the way I organized my inbox of to draw attention daily to it. And it just gave me pause, like uh, the significance of some of these, some of these gifts that people are giving not necessarily when things are just great financially, but they're giving in tough, stressful circumstances. And it just gave me pause and probably, I don't know, quadrupled my gratitude. I, I've thought about that person every day since I've gotten that email and just been super thankful for what sacrifices they're making to, to even give us whatever they're giving. So whoever that person is, I'm, I'm very grateful. Yeah. And we know a lot of people find themselves without faith communities and everything else. And there's a there's all kinds of expressions of what it means to be a part of faith communities. And this for a lot of people gets people from one spot to another. 
uh, all kinds of different forms of worship that that being one of them and people find a lot of meaningful we we just i think what we're trying to say is we recognize that like it is those things are those things matter and it's not just a transaction or some passing trivial comment but uh very thankful for that but all right let's keep going we got the Baymal liturgy we launched read we did a liturgy we launched it. I don't know. Are you getting any? Are you getting any feedback in your inbox? I'm getting some in mine. Do you well, know? Do you know about this? I I know about it. I know that it is a thing that is happening. Um, <laughs> this is actually one of the first things that we ever talked about when we talked about me being involved with Bema. Um, it's been a while in the making, mostly because it just takes me a while to get things written down. Um, I have not gotten any feedback, but that's probably just because your entries, the ones that you've written are the ones that have been out week by week so far. I think my, the ones that I, the first round that I've contributed are scheduled to come out sometime in November. Um, so I'm sure I'll be hearing more about that, but yeah, those are, they're cooking. They're finally out in the wild, uh, which is fun because we've, I mean, it's been a year and a half or more since we first talked about the idea, you and me, Marty. So yeah. it's fun to see it out there. What what kind of feedback are you getting? Well, and I don't even know if people, I mean, they could probably tell if they really looked at it. I don't think we even mentioned who writes which parts, but reads right a little behind the oh, scenes info, okay. like part yeah. one and part four, I, I wrote. And then part two and part three were uh, written by Reed. And we'll drop the link to the liturgy in the show notes. I'm sure Brent will do that. Hmm. But yeah, and everybody... I haven't gotten any, any, any kind of, I don't, not that I would expect negative feedback, but people have just been really, they've been sharing stories of what it was like to get together for their first couple of weeks and just really meaningful stuff. But So are you getting stories of people like doing it with their like small groups in, in their homes? Absolutely. And there's been stories of people that, you know, like I mentioned a moment ago, they've struggled with church. It's been a while. And this is like, this is a safe spot that they're going to be able to create in their living room. Yeah to talk with, you know, to talk about the Bible with other people and uh, talk about Jesus. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Um, Just because I, you know, I wondered as it started to go out there, I'm sure there are some people and it's totally fine to use it this way where they just use it in their own kind of silence and solitude and their own devotion. And it can totally be used uh, like that. But I'm glad that people are using it in a community setting. And I would also just add to that, Marty, I did really appreciate what you said in the the intro video um, where uh, you just emphasize this is not meant to uh, replace church. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's important for our church going friends to understand and our church working friends to understand. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I just hope that all kinds of people from all kinds of walks can find good ways to use it um, as the as the seasons go by. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you you've got a series coming up. You're going to do uh, at the turn of the year. Every teacher is going to do like a little mini series, like three, four or five part. You've got you've got a, a series on parables. You, you mm-hmm. seem to be a fan of parables. Tell me about what we can expect. Man, I well, so when Brent said, "Hey, we're going to do this thing. What do you want to do?" Immediately, I was like, "Parables. That's what I want to do," because uh, I love the parables so much. Um, I I we're gonna. You, so what listeners can expect is. Uh, I think it's going to be four or five or so episodes. Uh, just each one will be talking about the way that parables kind of work in general um, as a storytelling slash truth telling medium, uh, which I'm very excited about. Like, I love the um, sideways kind of slant way that Jesus tells the truth through parables. Um, Eugene Peterson actually had a book called Tell It Slant 
um, which that phrase has stuck in my mind. Um, and it's very counterintuitive. I'm going to start getting into the material if I'm not careful. Um, cause I just, <laughs> I get so excited about it, but I think it's important for our listeners and anybody to tune into and to think about the way that Jesus teaches and see how that comes up against what we expect of teachers in our day and time. Uh, what we think makes good teaching or good preaching or the burden that we put on people to tell quote unquote, the truth in a certain way. Uh, I think this, this series will hopefully be, um, I just hopefully even in a small way, transformative in some way about all of that. Uh, and then we can expect a handful of episodes covering different parables. Um, I guess because I didn't have anybody telling me otherwise, I just picked the ones I wanted, picked the ones I liked. Uh, Marty and I will be collaborating on a few of those. Um, for anybody who was on the Israel trip, they got to hear us disagree a little bit about the parable of the prodigal son. Um, not not so much in a way that we're fighting, but just as, as a matter of emphasis. Uh, so we'll probably get into that. We'll talk about the prodigal son. We'll talk about the good Samaritan, the unforgiving servant. Um, there's a couple others that I'm not thinking of at the moment, but yeah, I can't wait to, I, I just, I think of the parables as kind of a house or a room that we get to live in and they provide windows on all sides and we get to look from within the parable at this kind of idea or that kind of idea. What is judgment? What is grace? What is mercy? What is kingdom? Uh, and we can look at it from within the, the character the action, the feelings of those parables. So very excited to dig into that. Yes, we do. We do sometimes see things differently, Reed and I. In light of that, <laughs> I'm thinking I should maybe accept bribes as the editor on who gets the last word for that episode. <laughs> I just want the slant word, not necessarily the last one. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, I, I deeply appreciate that too. And I'm very excited. Some of my favorite sermons, well, the favorite sermons I've ever heard from Reed are I think most, well, some of the, couple of them on the wisdom, but mm. most of them are parable sermons. And some of those are just some of my favorite sermons I've just ever heard. We did a series on parables at our campus ministries a handful of years ago, and it remains one of my favorite series that we've done. So I'm just always ready to dig that back out whenever I can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and in true Baymont fashion, I will link to that Eugene Peterson book if anyone wants to get a jump on on Reed's content. <laughs> Excellent. All I all I have to do is just say a name of a book and you will link it. Exactly. I love that. Yep. I don't even have to quote it yep. or anything. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to move over to L. Hi. Hebrew L. She she's making fun of Brent's Midwestern accent, which definitely is deserved. I don't want you to I don't want you to talk at all about how I speak Hebrew L cuz I'm sure it's flawless, and <laughs> your secrets are safe with me. Oh, good, Marty. Say say a sentence in Hebrew just so we can hear it really quick. No, it's it's all good. I don't want to. I don't want to have to. You know, I'll just be showing off and be very Jesus. So not not even just the but first how... four words. <laughs> you even so... said this on the podcast already. Yeah, I, and now I go back and I go. Oh, every time. So I'm doing these transcripts, right? That's not even on our thing to talk about these, but I'm doing these transcripts. Um. And I have to like look at the Hebrew that I do say and how I say it. And now I know enough. And you want to know why I know enough? Because I'm taking these Hebrew classes from L. L is my Hebrew teacher. And uh, now I'm learning all the things I didn't know. I knew just enough to be dangerous. And there's more dangerous than no, than knowledge. So, but it's it's been really fun to like, oh, that's what that means. And that's what that actually meant, meant. And that's not quite what I said, but close enough. 
You know, we all get to learn and grow. You're enriching your material as you go along. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. How are the Hebrew? Like you, you were doing some classes and that all kinds yeah. of people came, group classes, private classes. How is the Hebrew classes going right now? They're going great. Yeah, I'm just wrapping up an advanced class and an intermediate class in uh last few couple private students before I go on maternity leave. I'm looking to restart. So since this is coming out in December, um, you can check my website if you're interested in taking those. Lots of people send me emails throughout the year, which is really kind, being like, hey, when can you sign up? Good news. Now is when you can sign up. Um, and based on uh, based on interest and my time and what's what's going on, sometimes we don't always offer all all intermediate and uh, beginning and advanced and expert and private. So you kind of have to keep appraised of what's being offered at what time. But but yeah, there are lots of fun. The the further you get into um <laughs> to the courses, uh, the more freedom we have to, you know, chat about stuff and um dig into the text and people ask questions and we get to know each other. Um, so it's really a fun space where yes, of course you get to enrich your own study or your own ministry or your own relationship with the with God and with the word. Um, but also it's it's a fun little thing that we get to do every week. It's a good space. Do you and Marty still hold the disagreement on the um, application of Mishpat? You know, I just had a great victory when we were translating uh, together in yesterday's lesson. And he uh, he finally <laughs> translated Ha Elohim the way, the way I've been talking to him about it. So I'm just happy to live in that space for a while. We'll get back to Mishpat. He'll see. He'll see the way after a while. It's fine. Yeah, take the wins where you can get them. By the uh -huh. way, the reason I knew that was because of your podcast, the text in us. You you're literally yeah. translating, and then at, like you and George will talk about. You'll give commentary to it, but you're translating your way through. Who knows how much of the scripture? But you're you're coming up to like you're over halfway done with Genesis, and that's been a, sounds like a really fun journey. So many people have enjoyed listening to your take and your translation. Yeah. George is my husband, if you don't know, and we do have the podcast that texted us. And every week I translate one chapter and we talk over it. Uh, and, you know, there's Midrash, there's deep stuff. And then there's also a lot of irreverent um, humor and, you know, it's just having fun. So if you need a way back into the text that feels fun and <laughs> take it to self too seriously, uh, you can certainly find us over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, George informed me, listener stats, we made a joke about Twilight, and that was the biggest drop-off <laughs> for <laughs> listenership. Everybody turned it off right there. We can't do it. Nope, not happening. <laughs> as, it, as it should be. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah uh, well, good to know. Good yeah. to know. I might have to revise my miniseries now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is so great. Well, speaking of miniseries, El, what are you going to cook up for your little miniseries that you'll have after the turn of the year? Yeah, so my miniseries, um, I, I kind of figure that I already pack enough into one episode that's like, oh man, there's all these things going, there's all these trains that we're lining up. Um, and so if I were to try to make one argument or one thesis the whole time, um, People, my brain 
probably would would have difficulty with that. And so instead, I'm doing an anthology type situation uh, similar to read, but not on the parables. That would have been awkward. <laughs> uh, but rather, you've heard that it was um, said, but I say to you, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to lose that one, so I'll just bow out now. We really need we really need more interpersonal that. drama on the podcast. There's been like none of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Let's pick some feuds. Um, no, uh, so I'm going to be kind of looking, my overarching research question will be um, sometimes when we look at the text or we imagine a past, any kind of past, including a biblical pa- past, past, I can say the <laughs> word past, I got it. Don't worry about it, Brent. Um <laughs> We tend to make some assumptions about like, oh, things were worse for this people group across the board because back then we were uncivilized and now we're civilized, right? That's one assumption that we can kind of carry. Um, And that doesn't bring a lot of nuance, a lot of complexity to the story. Um, It doesn't necessarily enable us to make good judgments about the details of those stories, and it doesn't help inform our present about, well, what's biblical and what's not, right? So um, I'm going to be looking at different different extremely overlooked because maybe they're only one verse long. Um, maybe they're a whole chapter. There's a couple of those. Um, but little little spots uh, in the text where there's some stories of women. And I'm going to be pulling some cultural things, um, some historical things, um, some Acadian things. I'm always excited to bring that in um, to help illuminate these stories or these little verses and see what we can find out about the way, um, you know, what kind of cultural context. What was it like to be a woman at this time? What can we learn from it? What can we take away? And plus there's cool stuff that you didn't, you don't know. I promise you haven't found it because sometimes your translators have changed the words entirely. There's your plosive spread. What? How can this be true? (laughs) Say it ain't so, Elle. Alas, alas. Um, And so we'll, we'll get to look at some of those together and that'll be good. And um, yeah, I'm excited. It's good stuff. Well, it, uh, that actually really, I hadn't even necessarily even heard the depths of what you were going to do. So now I'm excited. I can't wait to hear these things too. Yay. Um, I have like every single one of the members of the teaching team, I kind of asked to help in like different ways. Like Reed, I asked to help me with the liturgy when he got started. And and Josh, I asked to help in our like digital spaces and and help us in the Cincinnati area and do some of those things. Like everybody kind of, and L, we just kind of like, fell into this rhythm of asking L to help me more and more. So you may get like email responses from L, maybe even more than you'll see from Reed or Josh or even Brian or Brent. Like I just, I sit, cause my work, my email workload is so like, Elle's just one of those people I know I can trust and send those off to her. And she's got the time she says to help me out with that. So you may see like, L give those responses more than the typical person. You may see L on the podcast teaching just because she's a, a, I want to, bring her expertise into the podcast. I want her to bring that perspective of valuing the place of women in the story, both now and back then. I I want that to be more prominent. She also just has 
the flexibility to be able to do that in her schedule. So not to mention she is by far the most educated person on this podcast. Oh, that's not that's not even and we talked about that when we introduced her and she pointed out like how true that has to be for people in people in her situation for women. Yeah. Um right. they have to be so much more educated before anybody even listens to them tragically. Um, but yeah, so for all those reasons, you may see L. you've even probably heard her more. Brent was sending me stats here. We've had L on like nine times, uh, six times for both Reed and Josh. So you'll probably see well, that continue. You know, actually, the only women in the whole of Tanakh are actually just Ruth and Esther. Those are the only stories we need to pay attention to. So once we've knocked those out, we're good. <laughs> we, the yeah. other ones aren't really inspired. They're not there. Yeah, You, yeah. you can tell because yeah. the books are named after them. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> precisely all right all right well thanks Elle, for adding all that stuff that's exciting what, what you've done has been just people have really enjoyed it what's coming is exciting swing over to josh speaking of exciting mm-hmm. josh has a new liver you are yes. on like by the time this airs hopefully you'll be in a completely different place than you are today like you're in the throes of recovery right now yeah you've just gotten back home to give us an update on how the surgery, like whatever, like what it was like to wait for that, experience oh, that. Now, like, just tell tell us, give us an update on the transplant. Well, oh man, yeah, it was. Um, the waiting part was was really hard, um, and, and it wasn't even as hard for me as it was for my uh, wife, who was both doing her normal thing and taking mm-hmm. care of me, and she's also mm-hmm. way more social. So we were yeah. we were both. Uh, in pretty rough states and this last time um you know we we were there more over the last year but this particular one where we went up and were waiting for the transplant we were up there for a little over four months which is just a massive swath of time and you know your whole life is on hold and you're you know living out of a little dorm essentially um and we've only been home for three weeks so it still feels very new um uh, my actual transplant was about like maybe six weeks ago now. I haven't looked at the, <laughs> haven't looked at the calendar for that, but, um, as far as the transplant itself, it, it went off without a hitch. Um, no signs of my body rejecting the liver. Um, doctors were like really happy. Like, you know, we're, we're above and beyond their expectations. So that, that part's cool. Um, it it makes me feel a lot more confident about uh the future but you know recovery is still really rough uh got a lot of physical limitations and with all my i have like a, a insane amount of new medications i'll be on and they do also kind of mess with my head and energy levels so i'm i'm still figuring out as i go along right now and uh but yeah we i mean being home is incredible and and also I want to say kind of back to, you know, what, uh, Brent and Brian were talking about, like, you know, being, uh, being not just on the podcast, but, you know, starting by, uh, working for impact and doing campus ministry, like the, uh, the support raising process is integral to that. And toward the end of it, I really started to feel like the, the incarnate reality of what the body means. And, then like with this experience and the way that, um, you know, both podcast listeners and our community here in Cincinnati and, uh, and impact, like just all the support we got of 
all kinds, you know, uh, there was just so much, it was really overwhelming. And it, it really made, like, I talked about how hard the process was, but it, it was, there was still so much blessing in that time because we were just so completely supported. So thank you all. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been kind of an incredible time, kind of been like a time in the desert kind of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's good. I feel kind of spiritually refreshed in a certain way. I do feel like there's one important thing that you left out of that update though, is the status of your beard. Oh yes. The, the casualty, you can't appreciate it. Luckily my hair goes really fast. So everyone here on the call, it just looks like I did a little style, um, change on my beard. But, um, during the surgery, they had, I didn't want to talk about it. I can't believe Brent brought it up. (laughs) You know, it's, it's all right. It's It's, all right. Um, it happened. I mean, yeah, it did happen. And I feel like we should acknowledge, like it was a major part of your identity, right? Like it was not, Oh yeah. It was not a small change for you. Like that's another, no, I mean, like as silly as it sounds to like talk about, like you, you spent a lot of time growing it. It is important to you. It's part of your identity. And, and you had to give that up for a time. Yes. I, uh, you know, so, so what happened was this was not a, um, this is not a choice on my part. So what happened was during the surgery, they needed to place a, uh, like some kind of emergency arterial line in my neck artery. And so to get to it, they just shaved like just a single, you know, kind of, uh, clipper swoop right up like on the side. And so it looked like I had like one funky mutton chop and the other side was just like half of a beard. And, um, so it was just, it was just not, not tenable. Um, so I, I, uh, once I got out of the hospital, I kind of trimmed it all down and I'm letting it grow from scratch and we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It won't be too long. Well, we, we bless God for all of that. And we bless God. You're, you're here with us and everything. Like there's just so many things mm-hmm. in those moments. And obviously you spoke of all the blessings and hidden stuff and, in the midst of the waiting and struggle and all that, but just really glad to see your face. Like if, if, if we're all, well, of course we're being honest. Like this is the first time I've seen you on a zoom call. Yeah. Since you left for that, like um, even in our working relationship. So I'm just glad to see your, your semi bearded mug <laughs> on, on the zoom call. It's wonderful. So um Josh, tell us about what, do you have any thoughts on what you're going to do for your series and, and that, and those goodies? Boy, do I, um, I probably have too many ideas. And also I don't think I've screened any of these by Marty, so they may have to be amended. Um, (laughs) my first thought when I was told I was supposed to do like a longer form series was, uh, it sprung to my absolute favorite thing to teach about which is the uh the retelling of the creation story in the construction of the mishkan the tabernacle and um so when when i've done this in the past with like bible study groups i've led it has taken like a full 12 weeks of like hour and a half two hour long teachings to get through it all (laughs) and so we're uh usually i go through all the days of creation break them way down and then flip over to their counterpart in the tabernacle. Um, 
which each one, you know, in the Genesis narrative, you know, each day is about like, you know, four verses. Um, and you know, in Exodus, they tell the story of each day over an entire chapter. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of juicy content in there. It's, it's going to be hard to break it down, but, um, I, I would like to trim it way down and, and potentially do a seven part series on that. Um, it's one of the things I get most excited to talk about, especially because it takes all the, um, the things God is saying to us through the creation story and the spiritual kind of precepts behind that and turns them into practical, like how do we make that space for God to show up to other people? And it, it takes it and it roots and, and to have like, you know, that much practical rootedness with something so fundamental to the story really excites me. Um, and if that, for whatever reason, doesn't work out, um, because it's massive. Um, I'm also really interested in doing like midrashic biographies of the matriarchs and patriarchs. Um, I also love my, uh, wisdom literature. I've got a lot of good stuff in Ecclesiastes, Job, Song of Songs. That one's probably going to get edited, but, uh, anyway, Revelations, another one. Anyway, so I've got lots of ideas and also a lot of the stuff we're doing ministry wise here in Cincinnati, uh, works really well with Baymoss stuff. We've, we've basically been trying to hammer out like, um, good structure to like help facilitate like everything Marty talked about in terms of making space. Um, we've been trying to convert that into something that is much more entry level. You know, we always get asked like, how do you actually do Shabbat? And, um, you know, it doesn't come naturally to everyone. So between that and getting more practical ideas of, of how to do that well. And even like getting into some kind of festival cycle, I've got all sorts of stuff cooking there. And by the time I'm ready to do my series, I, I don't know what's coming out to be honest. Shoot a new <laughs> podcast. Josh Bosse after hours. What's coming, what's coming it's, down the it sounds here. like Josh's mini series is going to be just all of sessions one through four, <laughs> just redone. <laughs> Which is probably what's called for at this point. So I'm in favor of that, Josh. Bema remix. Well, and I don't know yeah. what else breakdown is for her uh, series of episodes, but Marty's spec for this idea was a trilogy from each of the co-hosts, uh-huh. which has turned into five episodes from Reed and apparently seven from Josh. See, I like to follow directions. I like structure. You told me a trilogy, I'm going to make a trilogy. And now I hear people are doing seven. We'll what give you this? two trilogies, two Two, they'll make it six. It'll be great. Double am am I really going to be criticized on this podcast for making seven of something? <laughs> My goodness, absolutely not. I just, I just love it. Oh, it's so great to, to give you so an great. idea of how we have no shortage of ideas. Like we're we're going to be fine. Yeah, no, we we are, and it actually thrills me to hear everybody talk about their ideas because we are going to be fine. We got lots of stuff to work on and talk about, and it's great. And that means I don't have to be like recording new episodes every single week because we got all kinds of stuff in the hopper. But uh, Brian, you mentioned this um, Bayma leadership retreat thing we're doing in April. So if this wasn't crazy enough, I think we've done a great job, and we should get gold stars. We've been very risky. <laughs> we, yes. you, wow, yes. I, I've mostly just kept my mic <laughs> muted so that I wouldn't say anything to Marty. <laughs> Or about Marty. I thought something was wrong well, with Reed. I was concerned about Reed most of the time. Uh, you know, whatever oh, works. Goodness gracious! That means well, I get a really big gold star. The, 
to take this idea and put it on steroids, we're planning on getting everybody literally together in the same space at the end of April, right around the turn of the the end of the month of April, beginning of May, and just spend two days. Uh, Brian, like Brian's nodding, you can't even see him right now, but he's nodding because he is he is he's excited about this. He wants to he wants to see the strategy. He wants the ideas and the creativity to flow. And Bayma's often just been Marty sitting there working out the spreadsheet and the calendar and trying to figure out what we're going to talk about next. And because we invited more people to be involved in the team, we can do better than that. Like we can all get together and say, here's what excites me. Here's what I'd like to do. Like Bayma liturgy. Maybe there are other ideas. Maybe there's other resources that we get excited about creating. Maybe there's other things that we would like to do. So I'm excited to get together with Brent and Brian and L and Josh and uh, Reed will be there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) saw that one coming (laughs) and, uh, but we'll all be able to just talk and share and, and, and have fun. And, but I'm excited too, Brian, about what potentially we're just going to try to concentrate our energy together as a team. We're going to practice some teamwork and we're going to try to see what we can come up with for what the future of Bayma can hold. But that excites you. Yeah. Anything you'd add to that? No. I mean, you just said, somebody just said, there's no shortage of ideas and we've never even met all together. So I can't even imagine right. what's going to happen. And then question, Marty, are you going to play some board games? I don't do them. Yes, you do. We could all bring our computers and play WoW together, Marty. <laughs> would that be better? I would, I would, I would absolutely do that. If I what... have gone through about half an hour with each one, Brent building Brent and building Marty Shlomo. Uh, their D and D characters. So you know, I never even no. thought about this happening at the retreat. What in the world's happening right now? We could do a one shot. L, can you like DM a campaign for us? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, L tricked me into it. I didn't even know I was doing that with her, <laughs> but I did subsequently think this could be a bonus episode of the Bamon podcast. I'm telling you, <laughs> hey, it's okay, going to be so, terrible. What? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> details it's a great segue so speaking of a podcast episode uh we have this leadership retreat and really that retreat's going to give so much like practical direction to what what we're talking about here there is an idea floating around that's that has enough substance to it i'm going to share it i think i've even mentioned it before on the podcast it's not a guarantee if we don't deliver on this don't hold it against us there is an idea that I want to share with the team when we're at the retreat about doing a, a second spinoff podcast. So one of the things that we hear from a lot of people is that they love the Bayma podcast when they do Bible. And listen, I get it. Some of you love the interviews. Like some of you have said the interviews are your favorite part of the podcast. Um, but people are like, you're verse by verse or at least direct exegetical biblical content that is what you guys do. And so one of the thoughts is making sure that there's always a Thursday episode and the Bayma, you know, the Bayma podcast, you know, does that every single week. And then potentially starting a spinoff podcast where we send those interviews, we send the philosophical conversations, we send the fun, uh, Ellen and I were joking about doing like Star Wars commentary or, uh, the D and D conversation, or I even think, and I'm not talking about fun, silly, like it'd be fun to have a space to do that. But even things like when Josh says midrashic biographies, uh, I know that Reed and I love to have conversations that aren't necessarily directly about biblical exegesis, 
but more about application. So anyway, that's that's a thought. And I don't know if that would be in every single week, every other week, a couple times a week, um, whenever we get them done, you'd have a podcast that always came out every Thursday. And then you'd have this other podcast where random content can come out as we can create it. As long as we can have those conversations as our D&D characters, I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Wait, what What if our D&D characters had to be representations of biblical figures? I don't want to give any spoilers here, but Marty's character is definitely not biblical. He's <laughs> very pink. And I don't want to lose <laughs> one ounce of the glory of the character that he created. I, I am placing my hand over my mouth. Wow. And I'm... And, and I am I am one hundred percent in love with my character, one hundred percent. I've actually never been more sold out about a character <laughs> than I am about this one. So it's fantastic. I'm very excited. And I, and when and when I and when I get into the fantasy genre, Bible's the last thing on my mind. Like, <laughs> like we're going to all the places I don't get to go in real life. Like the shadow self, big yes. <laughs> Unleash the id. And the shadow self may be a gigantic pink. Elephant. Like it might be. Elephant. It might be. It might be a big, gigantic peak elephant with lots of sass. What? Yes. Big, big stomp energy. Mm. Can mm. work. Mm. Mm. Well, this is quickly mm. devolving wow. into the chaos <laughs> yeah. that we imagined for the devolving, end of the episode. We're, we're, we're finally assuming our mm. final form. I mean, this is <laughs> this is it. That was not the board Ascended. game I had in mind. I don't know what it was, but it had nothing to do with that. I'm... I regret asking. Well, um, I, you know, I have on the document that's kind of guiding our time here. If anybody can believe anything's guiding our time here. I have like the last item is just like chaotic free for all and closing. I don't even know how we do that here. I did appreciate read. Um, I think we might be able to isolate a clip from your last sermon that you posted that spoke of Brian um, doing some work on the on the toilets in the CCF ministry. Oh, I'm scared. Uh, that was not my oh, sermon. This is Marty. We talked about that. This was <laughs> that I'm, I'm was, not going to say uh, anything. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, if you wanted to cut it in here, Brent, I can find a way to get that audio to you. I will just link to the whole sermon, and people can listen to the sermon and appreciate it, and then. Huh? Be delightfully surprised when they... Worth it. There's a delicious, and I use that word delicious intentionally, mm. little Easter egg in there. So go listen for it. You will discover the true nature of Brian Joseph Trushinger. <laughs> nice. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and his real skill set. <laughs> Boy, that's the truth. You're just doxing his full name right on the podcast. I know. When I drop his social security as well, like just while we're at it. <laughs> You wouldn't get anything <laughs> worthwhile by stealing Tresha's identity. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Do we need anything else? Anybody else have anything they need to say? I will say, Marty and I so far have a disagreement on whether there should be a separate podcast or not. So that is something that you guys can be praying about for us, is that we have the discernment to know, like, how should we structure what we're going forward with? Um, indeed, you know, to do a practical thing. Absolutely. And the team's going to help us when we all get together, we'll be able to decide they'll settle the, do we have, oh no, we have an even number. We may split down the middle. Even then we know that there are like two different kinds of podcast listeners. Like we all engage podcasts differently and I'm an OCD person. So I like have to listen to like every episode as it comes out or I lose my mind. 
other people are like, no, I can take and pick what I want. And so it just changes how you publish. It changes what you do and it changes how it operates. We did very strategically put in parentheses at the end of the chosen season two bonus episode. So it's like, you can feel like it's okay to forget about that if you don't care about the chosen. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Quick question for the group. Uh, how many of you listen to podcasts at more than the normal one-time speed? Yes, of Only course. Only the CCF podcast. I, I listen. To <laughs> wow, that is so weird to me. I that's that feels like an abomination to me. That it just I I'll reserve further commentary because okay, nobody nobody on the nobody listening could see, <laughs> but literally everybody raised their hands except for me. So here's the thing. It depends. If it's a fun podcast, which most of my time, if I'm going to be enjoying a podcast, I don't want it to be work related. I don't want it to be Bible related. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I with want you it on that. To be dumb. Um, and so if it's that, then usually I will let it play at regular speed. If it's a nerd podcast, we're then we're dialing it up. If I'm waiting to get to important material, then I'll speed it up and then slow it back down. So there's mm-hmm. strategy here. That's fair. So what you're saying There's is all of Marty's all of Marty's stuff you just put on the highest possible speed or skip altogether. <laughs> you're presuming I listen to the Baymall podcast? Nice. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the Baymall podcast. <laughs> Wait, but Brent, were you the one telling me or did I read that if you listen at a more rapid rate it actually helps with your retention? Uh is that am I just is that f- f- false science? That there? sounds vaguely familiar familiar. Something like if if it's a little faster than normal, you feel like you have to pay closer attention or you're going to miss something, something like that. Hmm. But I don't know. Well, I hope it's true because I was basing all my listening on that premise. So I'll, I'll see if I can find <laughs> I that. I do link. feel like Josh, were you going to. Yeah, I was going to say, were you going to say, were you going to say something like four minutes ago? Oh, probably. I, uh, um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I get talked over all the time, which is fair because I, uh, I spend a lot of time saying nonsense. Um, but, um, on all seriousness, I do think I have a solution to the extra podcast bonus episode models, which is, um, we don't do either of them and we just put out a zine. Does everyone like zines? No. What is this? I, I'm a, I don't even want to I don't, ask this I, question. Don't, I don't know what a zine is either, Marty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shoot. Y'all are old. I have zero idea what we're talking Josh about. Josh and I are holding it down. Well, this is what this is why we're getting together for a retreat is because Josh and Elle are going to have to whiteboard. <laughs> I, I don't think I've sold L on it. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not on board yet, but there's still time. Is that like a digital zeitgeist? Because that's, that's also what I thought of. Anyway. What Marty, are you what are you talking you, I, about? I really want to know this. What do you think a zeitgeist is? <laughs> I don't know. It's just an awesome word. And I just wanted to connect them because they were both Z words, right? That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Figuring out your English. That was the best moment. That was the best moment ever on this podcast. <laughs> I still want to know. Figuring out your English the same way you figure out your Hebrew translations. <laughs> hey, you were going to give away no secrets. Uh, no, can no, you just answer you answer answer Josh's question in Hebrew, please? Yofi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, Brent, you probably got to get a, get us out of here at some point. Yeah. If if you guys are listening to this, a if you've made it this far, thank you. And b if you're even listening at all, it's probably a miracle that I was able to edit, to edit this thing together. But 
Uh, <laughs> you know, there you go. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Marty, you can find him on Twitter at Marty Sullivan. I'm at EIBCB. Brian is uh, on the Baymoss Slack. You can find him there. Josh is on the Baymoss Slack. Reed's only there when he shows up on an episode. So it's like you got to really. And sometimes not even then. Yeah, you got to you got to <laughs> really check your timing there. And then L, you can email her at lgroverfricks at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this chaotic episode of the Baymoss podcast. We'll talk to you again soon. So are we actually going to play D&D?